Hey there, this is John Metter. Welcome to the Man to Man podcast. Men everywhere need to be talking to other men of experience and wisdom. Along with my friends, we'll be talking about how to grow as a man, how to find truth to stand on, how to meet the challenges of the day. Join me as we discuss everything from personal growth to fitness, from relationships to leadership. Let's talk man to man. This is John Metter with the Man to Man podcast, and we welcome you back. Uh, our Man to Man podcast really is based on a series of talks that I'm giving our men at Cross City Church that helps them be encouraged to live the life. Man to Man is about the teaching. It's also about the conversation that happens around the table. The podcast is to keep you on track with that. Also encourage you if you may be listening from another place. So Act Like Men is the, the term that I'm going to use today a lot. And that term is based on 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 and 14. Paul said this to the church at Corinth. He said, be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. Uh, Let all that you do be done in love. So part of this whole emphasis is how we live out our lives, how we live out the faith, how we act like men, and then, of course, how we are becoming strong as men. Uh, first, let's take a few moments to talk about that phrase, be strong, and I'll just kind of lead with a question for you. Uh, do you consider yourself a strong individual, a strong man? Do you consider your actions, your maturity level to be a strong level of maturity? Do you have disciplines and routines in your life that cause you to be strong as a man? Uh, are you able to wage war uh, against and swim upstream, if you will, in a culture that's rapidly moving in the wrong direction. Are you that strong? Um, Are you strong enough to overcome temptation in your life? Uh, Because there is uh, a big temptation in all of our lives, uh, numerous ones, and it's important that we be strong enough to come through all those temptations. Uh, So Paul is writing to this church, and he's saying, look, I want you to act like men, but I want you to be strong as men. I want you to demonstrate the spiritual strength. It's interesting when I started studying uh, the phrase be strong in this text that it is a word uh, that's used only in the passive sense in the New Testament. So a passive word is a little different from an active word. Uh, If if a verb is active, it's commanding you to do it. In other words, the active sense of be strong would be you just go be strong. But the passive sense is a a bit different. In fact, it it helps us have some insight into what I'm going to say today. But it means to be made strong. It speaks of allowing yourself to be worked on, allowing yourself to be strengthened, putting yourself in circumstances that strengthen you and not running from them. So be strong is not something you just do, but it's something that you subject yourself to a process that makes you strong. So that's a pretty enlightening, <clears throat> pretty enlightening section of that verse. It helps us realize that we've got to subject ourselves to certain things in certain ways in order to be strong. Uh, I work out at a health club quite a bit, and in that health club, there are people of varying strength levels based on appearance. Uh, Some of them have thick arms and chest and legs, and those are the ones that really get under a heavy weight. And uh, so you can't just tell them, go be strong. You have to say, you need to be made strong. 
and they're made strong through the discipline of lifting those weights. The more the resistance, the more demand on your muscles. And the more you subject your muscles to that weight, the stronger they become. It's a growth process. And it happens day by day, week by week. Your diet is important. But your attention to those weights and subjecting yourself to weight training is what makes those muscles grow. So I want you to think the same kinds of thoughts. I want you to have the same perspective on your spiritual growth and your personal growth. I'm going to give you three principles today that are important uh, in helping us know how to be strong. So first of all, be strong when human nature pulls against you. You know, we all have a human nature. We've had it all the time we've been alive. And then if you're born again, if you come to faith in Christ, you're given another nature, and that's a spiritual nature. The human nature is still there. As long as you're in a body and human, you have a human nature. But the spiritual nature inside of you allows you to override and overcome the basic human tendencies. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1, Paul is talking to the same group of people, and he says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. In other words, you haven't grown up. You haven't grown strong. And so I'm, I'm going to talk to you like you're a child that can't lift weight, that can't uh, find a way to be strong. You may want to be strong, but you're not strong. So I'm going to speak to you as a spiritual babe, an infant, helping you know what it means to grow in strength. Um, human nature is a pull that weighs us down from the, from the actions of following Christ. You're called to follow Christ. We're called to be uh, greater than we are. We're called to higher standards than we have. But human nature pulls us down. It's like gravity. It's ever-present. It's always going to be there. But there's a way to overcome human nature, just like there's a way to overcome gravity. I overcome gravity every time I get in an airplane and allow myself to be transported by the power the aerodynamics of that airplane, the pilot behind the, the controls of the cockpit. And through that combination of power, I'm able to overcome gravity for great periods of time and fly at 30,000 feet and uh, land, hopefully, in the city of my destination hours later. Um, and in the same way, I'm able to overcome the power and the weight of human nature, but through the power of Christ is the only way to do it. We can only be strengthened when we see the need to grow strong and subject ourselves to things that make us strong. I'm going to give you three of them real quick. And these are three that, by my experience, helped me grow as a believer, helped me grow strong. The first is disciplined time with God. I, I call it a quiet time, QT for short. Back in the day when I first was introduced to a quiet time, I just would call it the QT time because it was a, a little shorter write and bullet points with that. QT is now known more like a quick stop and a gas station and convenience store. But QT for 47 years has been what I call my time alone with God. And uh, I don't do this every single day, but most days I spend time alone with God. Read the Bible. I pray. I read a devotional book, sometimes uh, an additional book, because I want to have plenty of personal growth, and I want to have lots of spiritual growth, and I want to overcome human nature that pulls against me day in and day out. Recently, I spoke to a basketball team, a college basketball team, and, and I made this statement kind of off the cuff. Anything a person does for 47 years must be valuable to them. 
And the reason I said that is because I've had a quiet time for, for 47 years now, really a little, little longer than that. But 47 years, why would I do that? I do it because it has great value to me. I do it because it makes me strong. I do it because I need it to overcome human nature. It helps my mind think correctly. It helps me remember who I trust day by day. So discipline time alone with God. A second thing to help you overcome human nature and be strong in the midst of it is create margins and boundaries. You're going to find that I talk a lot about boundaries, the guardrails of life. I love the guardrails on the interstate because it allows me to drive at a pretty good speed and avoid the potential of head-on collision because the cars on the other side of that divide are going in a different direction. So if, as long as everybody uh, obeys the laws and goes in the right direction, you can, you can move great distances in short periods of time because of the safety of those guardrails. Remove the guardrails and all bets are off. Anything can happen. Someone can wander from the other side of the highway and ram into you. Uh, but the guardrails keep us relatively safe. Well, guardrails in life are like that too. Create margins of time and boundaries that you won't trespass to keep you on the path you need to be on. That means I'm going to always say no to certain things. I'm going to always have this part of my schedule left open so that I can spend that time with God. So create margin. Thirdly, face trials and hardships as footholds in becoming strong. See difficulty as a way to grow. You know, we live in an age where everybody is so hurt, so offended when things don't go their way. It's a really astounding to me that so many people are offended by so many tiny things. I have no idea how they're ever going to become strong. But I've learned this in life. People are human they are consistently uh, sinful. They will do something, say something, act in some way, insinuate something that's going to hurt your feelings at some point. And if you're going to always be a victim, you will never, ever see trials as something you are to overcome and to grow strong through. So let me just say to you today that when you look at trials and hardships and disagreements and disappointments as ways to grow, then you're going to become a stronger individual Let's just trust God to help you through that and not be offended, offended all the time. Uh, life is war. I have a podcast actually with that name on it. Life is war all the time. Uh, there is a battle to fight. And in that war, you really don't have an easy time of it all the time. But in that war, you have many opportunities to grow out of conflict. So the first thing is be strong when human nature pulls against you. Be disciplined, have a quiet time with God, create margins and boundaries, and face trials as a way to grow. The second big key here is helping us be strong by being strong in the face of cultural compromise. Cultural compromise. Paul said in chapter 6 and verse 12 of 1 Corinthians, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. I think you know that culture is constantly appealing to us. It wants us to overtrust our own discipline and join the crowd. There's all kinds of appeals out there. The appeal to drink, that's a really big one these days. You know, I have friends that uh, seem to be giving into that more and more and more. And what I believe the Bible does not say, that we're forbidden from drinking a drink of alcohol. It doesn't say that it's sin. 
to drink alcohol. What it says is, is that drunkenness is a sin. And drinking is what leads to drunkenness. So uh, no matter where you stand on that issue, you've got to be really, really guarded uh, in that idea and the understanding of alcohol. Culture is constantly appealing to us just to give in to it. But we've said, uh, as leaders in church, in our church, uh, our leaders won't drink, we won't be a part of that. Uh, but we do that as an example for other people as well. The culture calls us to drink. It causes us and calls us, it calls us, not causes us, but calls us to watch pornography. It calls you to accept moral compromise. It calls us to believe unscriptural things in spite of what we know. Uh, it, it, it urges us to trust ourselves instead of God. It tells you to go with your gut, to, to you be you, it says. It says just whatever it is that you want to do, you should do it. In spite of the fact that we know there's a right and wrong and God says that's not the way to go. So what do we do with all this cultural appeal? Well, we just have to realize that we're swimming upstream as believers in Jesus Christ. The current will always be against us. And yes, it's more difficult to live the life Christ calls us to than it is to live the otherwise everyday life of an unbeliever. But he gives us this power. The Holy Spirit helps us and encourages us. Such an important thing to be strong in the face of cultural compromise. You're not going to be comfortable in this world. You are going to have tribulation. It's not going to be easy and culture is not going to give up. So it's really important today. You can be strong in the face of cultural compromise. And then thirdly, I would say, be strong when encountering temptation. In chapter 10 and verse 12, or I'm sorry, chapter 10 and verse 13 of 1 Corinthians, Paul says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also so that you'll be able to endure it. Now, you should never subject yourself willingly to temptation. But when you're tempted, you do have a way of escape. Take that way. And let me be quick to say that temptation itself is not the sin. It's lingering in the temptation that's the sin. It's looking again and again at that temptation that is the sin. It's trying on for size the results of sin and giving into that temptation that is sin. Because then in your mind, you're already doing it, and it just takes a little bit of step in order to get to that place of actually sinning. So when you're tempted, it's really important for you to not think about the benefit of that temptation. Someone is tempted sexually, and all they can think about is the pleasure. Someone is tempted by the fear of confrontation and not dealing with things that we need to deal with, and so they're looking at the peace that they want instead of the conflict. Uh, someone's looking at the possessions they may gain if they uh, immorally get money, unethically, illegally get money, steal something that belongs to someone else. They're not thinking about the act of stealing. They're thinking about the pleasure of getting that possession so really, God calls us to realize that temptation is real, it's powerful, but there is a way of escape. And the way of escape is not thinking about the pleasure of getting your way in that temptation. Now, I know this will sound corny, and I know it's an old adage, and I know it's an important part of what I'm called to do and what you're called to do as a believer. 
But this verse says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. God is faithful that when you're in the temptation, he won't allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able, but will provide a way of escape. Now, I think the way of escape is the example of Christ under the power of the Holy Spirit. The example of Christ under the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, what, what, I'm, what I'm about to say is going to be uh, what I told you might sound corny, and that is that what would Jesus do, what would Jesus say is still relevant. It always will be. Because he is the preeminent example. Christ is the leader in every way. He's also the one, the only one that's ever lived a full human life and never given in to temptation. He's the expert in this matter, the leader in the field. And in the same way you would take advice from a Jimmy Buffett or a Warren Buffett, excuse me, uh, when it comes to investing, and uh, the same way you would take advice from another phenomenal businessman in the way that you run your business, you need to take the advice of Jesus Christ when it comes to temptation. So the way of escape is to say that I'm going to follow the power of Christ and I'm going to ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to enable me to follow him. That's the power of temptation. There's a powerful thing that happens whenever you are being tempted to sin and you remember the person of Jesus Christ that you follow and the Spirit of God inside your life. It allows you to say no, waking up to what is about to happen and say no. Years ago, a pastor friend of mine who is my hero in the faith was speaking at a conference. Now, this pastor had already been retired. He had been married faithfully to his wife for many, many years. He told me he was preaching at this large conference, uh, which I would be at, and he said, I want to warn you. I'm going to tell a story that will surprise you, but I've gotten my wife's permission. just want you to know that in advance. Well, of course, my curiosity got the best of me, and I asked all kinds of questions. Uh, he never would reveal what he was going to say. So at that conference, he stood up and said, what I'm about to say to you, my wife already knows. He said, but as a pastor, there was a time when I was visited over and over by a young lady who made it plain that she would give herself to me. And, um, and at some point, I realized this is wrong, this is tempting, and it's temptation I'm in, and I've got to stop this. And he said, I was able to stop that and the power of Christ and move on with my life. And he said, but I want you to know uh, I was tempted, and if I can be tempted, you can be tempted. Uh, I, I remember that room being totally silent as thousands of pastors, most of whom admired this man greatly, thought of the severity of that point, and the, uh, the application of that point is, if he could be tempted, so could I. So often we, we think we can't be tempted or won't be tempted, but the truth is that temptations happen, and we are by calling, designed to overcome them in the power of Christ. So I've given you plenty of things today to think through, but I want to ask you the questions that every man ought to answer. And one of those questions is, what discipline or routine helps you become strong spiritually and helps you to resist human nature? And as you think through that question, if you don't have a quiet time, if you don't have a time alone with God where you read Scripture and pray, where you discipline yourself to just know him better. If you don't have that, start it. Start one. I want you to find a space where nobody else is. I want you to find a Bible and open it and read it. Read Proverbs 1. Or read Proverbs and the chapter that corresponds to the day of the month. Ask yourself the question, what does this wisdom say to my life? 
then pray. Say, God, show me how to grow in you. Show me how to be strong in the Christian life. And pray for those around you, asking God to use your prayers to touch their lives. Just start doing that. And as you start having that that discipline, that routine, you'll become stronger spiritually. You'll start to grow and be aware of more and more things. But the important thing is to start. Question two, what cultural influence do you see as the most dangerous threat that keeps men from becoming strong? In the room that we had our, our conversation in, 35 or 40 men spoke into this, and the overwhelming emphasis was that pornography is such a strong pull to so many people that it's got to be one of the greatest cultural influences that's a dangerous threat. And that cultural influence basically said that that sex is always okay in any environment with any kind of person. Uh, it doesn't matter what gender they are. only matters what you want. And that pervasive influence causes us to give in to fantasy, give in to pornography, and eventually give in to immorality in other ways. So that was one of the most common things. It's not the only thing that we struggle with today because of cultural influence. But if you were to name the cultural influence that affects you the most, what would it be? And how do you devise a plan for overcoming that? That'll be a piece of homework for you. The third question is, how has God helped you escape and overcome temptation in your life? And what would be your advice to others? And we got lots of advice. All of us have been in temptation at some point. All of us have had to call on Christ. All of us have been reminded of his virtuous example. And all of us are reminded of the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us. So, man, I want you to be able to be strong. Subject yourself to those things that allow you to grow strength in the Christian life. And I promise you, he'll help you in every way. Well, that's the end of our time today on our Man to Man podcast. Thank you for joining us. Look forward to you tuning in again. God bless. Have a great day.